The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. Welcome to the Masculine Journey Radio. It's great to have you with us today, and uh, we're getting pretty close to boot camp and ramping up for it, and uh, I'm excited about it, and uh, I think the rest of the team is. Now, we are running kind of on a short uh, short crew today, uh, kind of a skeleton yeah. crew, but we're As all I'll say, we, we have the B team <laughs> Uh, I take exception to that, but we'll go. Well, you could also say we have the tall and the short of it since well, Tiny Jim and Harold are that's here. That's right. That's right. But uh, we are happy to uh, to be here and glad you're with us. Um, we wanted to take some time today to just kind of prepare you for the boot camp. Uh, a lot of times when we get to the boot camp time, um, we're really getting cranked up. And I think what's what's exciting to me is I think one of the things that came alive to me at the boot camp was just really the the fact that um, it's one of the first talks that are done at each boot camp, but it really sets the stage that we're in a larger story. I think a lot of times we get caught up in our jobs and the mundane of life, and we forget that we really are. We're in a battle, but it's, we're also in a love story, and that's what God wants to get across to us. It's not, and the, and the relationship is so key to that. It's about people's hearts not necessarily keeping rules and regulations, but really that life that we can live um, in him and, and the purpose of it. I mean, I think our hearts all uh, all um, really have a, an affinity to just the purpose that God has for us, and we, we're kind of lost until we figure those things out. And that's the beauty of the boot camp, that we get that background. So I just want to set it up real quick before we go to our clips. Um, again, we have Big Jim with us and Harold and uh, so there's there's three of us so uh we'll be your um uh we'll be your trinity today for at least from the masculine journey standpoint <laughs> um real quick i just wanted to kind of walk through we kind of get the idea from the larger story from uh john eldridge in the book um the the first thing you you find out in the that larger story is that it's um there was an eternal love between the father son and spirit and then there, the next step, the next act in the story, was really the the um, the great betrayal of Satan and the fall, and how then that came in to to put enmity between man and God, and then really the battle for men's hearts that Christ did when He came to the cross, but all through eternity, God's battling for men's hearts, and really the the final step really is the eternal restoration of His kingdom to the place that it should have been, you know, that we should have realized really in the Garden of Eden. So I uh, just wanted to set that stage of what we're really talking about in the larger story. And I'm going to quit talking so much and let these guys talk. So um, <laughs> the, the first uh, clip we have is um, – I'll let Jim set it up. He knows what it is. So. <laughs> I do. I believe this is the one that is the city slickers. And uh, we hear what the meaning of life is from a, a cowboy – Do you know what the secret of life is? No, what? This. Your finger? 
One thing. Just one thing. You stick to that and everything else don't mean. That's great, but what's the one thing? That's what you gotta figure out. I love that. We we've got to figure it out. So what did what did you take from that? Well, what that clip tells me, we're gonna give you the secret. We know what the one thing is, and that's our relationship with God. But what it is also saying is it's talking about each of us have a unique part in the bigger picture and the big story. But our story is not the focus. We're part of God's story. And we do have to figure out, you know, what's my place in in your story, Lord? Absolutely. I think that's part of it. We put or get we put here on earth and we feel like our story is our story and it's really not. Our, our story only really matters in the significance of God's story. So Well, Max Lucado uh, illustrated that uh, very greatly in his book It's Not About Me. And he illustrated that by uh, what Copernicus brought about when he discovered and proved that the universe did not revolve around Earth, but in fact the sun was the center of our universe. And uh, my wife continually reminds me that it's not about you. (laughs) That's a hard thing for guys like me to to understand and accept and act accordingly, but uh, I I can highly recommend Max's book, Uh, It's Not About Me. And that's that's a good juxtaposition to what I say frequently. I probably said it to you guys, but after all, this is all about me. (laughs) I will say jokingly, (laughs) but that is the attitude most people operate with. Mm -hmm. And when I say it, it's to remind myself that it's not about me. That's true. And I think sometimes, even though as you walk in this more and that understanding it, it's not about me, maybe in the day to day, you don't feel like that as much but put yourself in pressure under a little bit of pressure at times and then you quickly find out how quickly it goes back to i make it about me because i'm always interested in my well-being right so (laughs) yeah we are number one but we're not (laughs) so the the next uh the clip we wanted to to share with you really gets into you know that battle for the heart and the fall and where things got messed up in God's plan for man and you know really kind of it's a it's a great it's from the Lord of the Rings and it just kind of goes into um, the significance of where we start making it about us and really how we're kind of a pawn in the enemy's hand to really whenever we're being selfish that's we're doing exactly what he wants because we're acting just like him right yeah and one of the things we talked about beforehand and we both landed on it separately mm-hmm is the ring in the story is really our hearts. And the evil one is trying to grab that. And if that happens, there's destruction. Absolutely. So let's listen. Hold out your hand, Frodo. It's quite cool. What can 
you see? Can you see anything? Nothing. There's nothing. Wait. There are markings. It's some form of elvish. I can't read it. There are few who can. The language is that of Mordor, which I will not utter here. Mordor? In the common tongue, it says one ring to rule them all. One ring to find them. One ring to bring them all. And in the darkness, find them. This is the one ring forged by the Dark Lord Sauron in the fires of Mount Doom, taken by Isildur from the hand of Sauron himself. Bilbo found it. In Gollum's cave. Yes. For sixty years the ring lay quiet in Bilbo's keeping, prolonging his life, delaying old age. But no longer Frodo. Evil is stirring in Mordor. The ring has awoken. It's heard its master's call. But he was destroyed. Sauron was destroyed. No, Frodo. The spirit of Sauron endured. His life force is bound to the ring, and the ring survived. Sauron has returned. His orcs are multiplied. His fortress of Barador is rebuilt in the land of Mordor. Sauron needs only this ring to cover all the lands of a second darkness. He is seeking it. Seeking it all his thought is bent on it. The ring yearns above all else to return to the hand of its master. They are one. The ring and the Dark Lord. Frodo, he must never find it. This clip and the ring, if you've not seen the trilogy of the Lord of the Rings, why not? Uh, (laughs) uh, And this is a bunch of gobbledygook if you haven't, but it is a very moving picture of each individual being, having their story brought into the larger story. And this is Frodo's. He is living in the Shire, happy, you know, no worries in the world. It's a peaceful place. And he's suddenly being thrust into an adventure, which we're all meant to live, but he's also being exposed to the great evil that is after all of us. And you know, this this entire the entire trilogy really was based on a Christian theme. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we're we're dealing I mean I think we really forget on our day-to-day basis that we do have an enemy that we're fighting and he's not a he's he's a defeated in, enemy but he's not fully displaced. He's he's still here on earth. We know that we've won the battle, but we forget who he is and there's many times I've said it many times on this show. I knew that there was spiritual warfare, but I just chose not to participate. But like it says in the Lord of the Rings, open wars upon you whether you choose to fight or not. And that's where we're at. We, we have an enemy, and, and as long as you passively sit back and allow the enemy to 
do whatever he wants, you will have you will be exposed in this life. Made me think of a something that I heard once, and it's interesting that if you don't encounter the enemy, if you don't run into him face to face, it may be you're going in the same direction. Wow, mm. good point. Wow. And he's hard to see because uh, he has many disguises. He refuses to stand up. Hi, this is Sam with Mask on Journey. I'm here with my son, Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way you can go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. Then you can go to facebook.com where you can click the donate button. Or you can go to masculinejourneyradio.org. Once again, look for the donate button. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to PO Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285. I am William Wallace, and I see a whole army of my countrymen here in defiance of tyranny. God has set within each of us a masculine heart. Why? Why did he give you that heart? And what does the Christian life have to do with any of that? Come join Masculine Journey Radio for a boot camp, November the 1st through the 4th, based on John Eldridge's book, Wild at Heart. And when might that be again? That's a great question, Tiny Jim. November the 1st through the 4th. Go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Simon and Garfunkel doing one of their many wonderful songs, but I Am a Rock, I Am an Island is basically making a statement about the fact that we do check out. We get hurt, and if the story is all about us, you decide to protect your heart and not expose it to any pain you get wounded in the battle and you run from the battle and hide in your room absolutely well the whole fall which we get back to the enemy who caused that fall his whole purpose was to separate us from fellowship with god and each other he did it with adam and eve and he did it with god himself so and if we are isolating ourselves we're not part of the greater story no that's absolutely right yep you, you won't do the larger story without community with God and people, right? And one of the things we want to make clear is that if you're in that position and you can make it November 1st to the 4th to the boot camp, that's one of the things we explore is getting into the life that we were meant to live, the adventure, the I, love. Absolutely. I'm gl- glad you brought that up. I did forget to mention it before the break, but... Uh, the boot camp really i mean I, there's some of this stuff that i walked out in my christian life for so many years but it wasn't i really didn't i didn't i knew that you know god had a certain uh um vocation or, or a certain calling to do in my life but i didn't still i still really didn't see it in the context of this story and like he had a personal story for my life 
that uh, I could be intimately involved with and walk out through him. So that's the exciting thing that that kind of came alive to me at the boot camp. Sharing sharing our experiences uh, is also a really good thing that happens at boot camp. Uh, right. Things that we go through, if we are willing, they are preparing us to help someone else who may be going through a similar thing at a later time. And so we're able to, to help other people when, when we can share with them our experience, how it worked out for us, how we relied upon God, and how he brought about things in our lives. Absolutely. So you develop that relationship where you feel free to share uh, with uh, a band of brothers that the guy on the sidewalk you won't talk to like you'll talk to your band of brothers. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. One of, one of the things that comes out of the boot camp, and this will also be mm-hmm. the lead into our next clip, but I've never known anyone that didn't, A, leave a little confused and overwhelmed by the story, but more importantly, left with a real sense of their place in the greater story. And most of us don't have that. And the next clip that we're going to go into is Frodo and Sam Basically, looking at what the adventure they've landed in and talking about where their place is in the greater story. Absolutely. Great setup. I wonder if we'll ever be put into songs or tales. What? I wonder if people will ever say, let's hear about Frodo and the ring. And they'll say, yes, it's one of my favorite stories. Frodo was really courageous, wasn't he, Dad? Yes, my boy. The most famousest of hobbits. And that's saying a lot. You've left out one of the chief characters. Samwise the Brave. I want to hear more about Sam. Frodo wouldn't have got far without Sam. Now, Mr. Frodo, you shouldn't make fun. I was being serious. So was I. Samwise the Brave. Smeagol! In that, and you can hear it, Sam has his has not really discovered his place in the story. He knows Frodo will be sung about and will be famous. But when Frodo, when Frodo says something to Sam about, you know, Sam the Brave, he says, don't make fun of me. I was being serious. But then he realizes, you know, Sam the Brave. And honestly, Samwise, for me, is one of the most noble characters in the entire thing. Yeah, definitely. He's, he's David's Jonathan, yeah. you know. He was, uh, as a good friend pointed out to me many years ago, he was the only one to not or to touch the ring and not be corrupted by it. Yeah, good point, definitely. So we each have our place in the story, and it may not be carrying the ring, but it may be carrying the ring bearer. Right, yep. It's cool how uh, uh, that did get called out in him, and he really uh, began to see himself more of 
the glory that God had put on him in the, in that uh, position. So, what do you think about the clip? Well, I think it's a beautiful example of the kind of relationship that uh, men should have. And like you mentioned, uh, Jonathan and David, uh, oftentimes today in our world, uh, there's a bad connotation often associated with that. And yet, uh, I think there is in the biblical sense uh, a love that men can have for one another that is like the love that David and Jonathan shared. And I see that in Sam and, and Frodo, and it's a beautiful thing to me. They do have each other's backs. They save each other's lives, and they do love each other, and it's quite evident. So. Absolutely. So <laughs> I, I was just waiting. I want to make sure that you, you guys uh, you know, spoke to it. I, I again, I just, um, I really, I was just thinking about the boot camp. Uh, any anywhere from, you know, just sitting around the fire and communing, or the or the the um, airsoft game or the softball that we had. It truly is that community at these boot camps, and we really encourage you to come to them because you see a lot of this stuff. You see the larger story, but you see uh, the components of it of how God puts men together and. You may think that you're kind of coming there random and it's not really a purpose. If you show up there, you'll find out you're exactly where God wants you to be. Yeah. It's a place where we, and I, this is unique in my experience and being at a lot of different camps and men's events, but we have time that you spend alone with God when we have a covenant of silence and you're not uh, you're you got plenty of time to socialize and to have fun together, but you also spend alone time with right. God. And for me, that's been very significant every single camp I've been to. That, that's exactly right. Um, I want to go into the next the next idea, uh, and and to do that, um, you know, really, when when men spend time with God, they really get called out of who they are. We hear many stories of men really finding out who they really are, their new name or what God's, how God sees them. We actually, in a listening prayer, we had a lot of that where we were listening for each other and those things were being called out, but they were God to the individual. We were just a conduit. But I think what's also important to that is, is really finding who you are. In this, in this uh, clip, it's from Gladiator, and it's near the end of the movie after uh, um, Maximus is injured. And he begins to call out who, uh, you know, really the purpose of what was meant for that Roman kingdom and putting order back into it. But he only can do that because you know that he knew who he was, that he had stated earlier in the movie about who he was as, as Maximus, and he declared who he was. But this is where he's setting things back in order, and I can see it. You know, I can just see Jesus doing that at the uh, restoration of all things. He finishes well. And he knows that his part of the story is over now as he is about to die. Right, absolutely. But he's still part of it and did his part. Absolutely. Maximus. Maximus. Quintus. Free my men. Senator Gracchus is to be reinstated. There was a dream that was Rome. It shall be realized. These are the wishes of Marcus Aurelius. 
Free the prisoners! Go! Maximus! Lucius is safe. Rum worth one good man's life. We believed it once. Make us believe it again. He was a soldier of Rome. Honor him. Who will help me carry him? Now we are free. I'll see you again, but not yet. Not yet. I'd forgotten that. Well, I had forgotten it was part of the movie. I didn't realize it was part of the clip. But that last voice is one of his men that had just been freed, and now he's going out into the story. So one of the real powerful things about that ending to me is, I mean, at the end, he is not thinking of himself. You know, I've, right. I've been poisoned, I'm mortally wounded, I'm about right. to die, poor me. He is, you know, I've freed my men right. is his first thing. And then he goes on to make Rome what it once was, Absolutely. reinstate things the way they should be. Sounds like Jesus, doesn't it? It does indeed. Exactly like awesome, Jesus. Awesome, man. We really want you to come out and find out what we've been talking about. We want you to join us at the boot camp November 1st through 4th at Carolina Bible Camp. We're really excited to have you there. Um, please come. come, and um, I'm sure you'll enjoy the time. You'll find the fellowship, and uh, it'll just be a great time. And you'll have time that you get to spend with this guy, Jesus, who's the hero of our story. Absolutely. MasculineJourney.org.